and welcome to The Housing Platform, a podcast about all matters social housing from us here at Platform Housing Group. My name is Rich Hurst and I'm part of the comms team. I'm one of the business partners here that works with our directorates. So it's the end of June and recently Inside Housing released their annual survey of the sector's biggest builders. And once again, Platform have maintained a strong position near the top of the Big 50. Our 1,304 starts on site puts us in the top 10 of the developers, whilst the pipeline statistics for the next year see us rank 8th overall, 1,338 homes on the horizon for next year. Our 962 completions put the group 17th in the top 15 subscribers to Inside Housing will be able to look a little deeper into the numbers and how it reflects on the previous year to see what story it's telling about how social housing is dealing with the various challenges that are facing us as a sector right now. So we're going to bring you 10 minutes with Executive Director of Growth and Development, Geraint Oakley, to talk about the figures. We sat down with him during a tiny bit of downtime at the recent Housing 2023 conference in Manchester. Geraint, thank you for joining us. Um, conference is always busy, I know, when it comes to going around with development and seeing everyone and being everywhere a million times at once. So I'd imagine you've turned down at least 17 meetings just <laughs> to be here. Yeah, it's, it's a busy, <laughs> busy week and it's only Wednesday. Um, we're just we're reacting to the, the Inside Housing's uh, Biggest Builders report, which um, talks about completions, pipeline starts on site um, from what you've seen of it so far what are your initial reactions well it's great news for us um, platform have maintained a very strong profile in the development world um, we're very active in the land market um, and it's indicative of the fact that we're looking at lots of ways to get those houses across the line whether it's buying land and and main tendering it out ourselves or buying um, stock off volume house builders for example mm-hmm. um, we're still doing it to be able to say it, say we're back there, you know, we've got we're aiming for over 1,300 starts on site, pushing it to 1,600 a year going forward. You know, it, the market is quite challenging for particularly market sale, but mm. because we are entirely focused on affordable housing, you know, we got we've got to keep building and we will keep building. Um, so the pi- pipeline stats, would you know, we come in. I think it's eighth for for pipeline stats, and that's kind of where a lot of that focus is on, isn't it? Like you said, oh, 1,300 starts I'm um, sorry I did 1,300 homes in that that pipeline yeah. um, is is that the most important figure when we look at these or is it I mean I suppose depending you know everyone can take it their own way can't they yeah well it is pipeline is everything mm. well you know history is history you know we, we've we've revamped the way we do things we're really focused on quality we're really focused on that affordable home ownership offer and rent that's where we are mm. But to see the pipeline now and actually knowing we've secured, if you look at that's the other point is if you look at what we plan to do and what we've secured, we've actually secured that pipeline. Mm. And, and the, t- the land team are doing a fantastic job. And we're, like I said, we're working in partnership with other organisations and we're keen to keep doing that. I think the way to keep that pipeline going is collaboration and working with how other house builders, other developers, um, MMC providers. And, and, and giving that guaranteed pipeline is absolutely key to cash flow for everybody. Mm talked about that especially like the involvement in SMEs and trying yeah. to give them those those opportunities absolutely um, and starts as well you know in and what what everyone will argue was another difficult year to get things done you know 30 over 1300 start starts is is healthy isn't it it's really good and it's it's just one of those things that we seem to keep saying it it's been a difficult year mm. it's an unprecedented it's always an unprecedented last year was <laughs> next year probably will be. yeah you know th- these challenges aren't going away a lot of the challenges on the economic um points are, are still there they're not going um we've got election next year it'll be interesting to see where policy takes us a, a, on that 
Um, but like I said, we're going to con- continue to be focused on that pipeline, securing that, making sure we're delivering those houses uh, and pushing the additionality we can get. We're working really closely with Homes England. It's great to be their partner in Strategic Partnership 2. Um, and we, we, and that helps us unlock opportunities too. So that's a really good place to be. Um, and, and you know, people will um, no doubt look through these figures and see there's there's always a lot to digest with those. I just, I just want to touch on this idea that at the moment, uh, platform are one of the RPs that don't do market sale. So that, in theory, when you can take, when you can strip some of that element out of, of some of the numbers, does that actually change a little bit about where we rank? Yeah, well, it, it would push us up the rankings but in, in affordability tenures, definitely. Mm. Um, we, we don't do much market sale, as you said. We, we can and we maybe go up to 10% of our overall program, but if we're doing 1,600 a year, that's a very small part of it. And in reality, that's really about a means to an end for us because we're competing for land acquisition against private sales, basically. Mm-hmm. So they can get a residual land value that stacks up quite well for them. Um, but as I said, we, when we secure a site, we look at how much extra affordable we can do in there. We make sure that we're building a great sense of place, a great community. We're not about high density box bashing, as you hear in the press quite often. We want to build sustainable homes in great communities and really good homes for people to live in. Um, so look, I'm, I'm just going to try and go through a few of the figures here. Um, so this is uh, the completion for 2023. So, and this is what I'm getting at at the moment. You see where we are on that list we sit 17th yeah. and above us you see, well, which, which of those groups above us do we see as, as similar to ourselves? Well, a lot of them are similar, but if you, like you say, as you look at, if you look at market sale as a percentage of overall, it, it does split us out quite considerably. <clears throat> but all of those in, in that category, they're doing some great work. You know, Bromford are operating in the same sort of area as us, places people operate all over the UK, Peabody are very big. But obviously, it's and you've got London-centric organisations there, which have a different model to us. Again, very market sales driven, much more high density. They do a lot of high rise, well, they've got a lot of high rise um, existing stock as well to deal with. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this transitions over the next few years, because you're hearing um, statements that they're going to come away from maybe market sales to some extent and looking at the development programmes going forward so that they can still do their retrofit of the existing stock. And where we are, as, which is a great place to be in platform, is we, we are going to continue building. We've got that pipeline and we're going to be retrofitting and looking after our existing stock. Everyone's talking about that challenge at the minute, <laughs> try, trying to do both. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's either L&Q or Clarion who've commented, uh, sorry, L&Q commented about this idea that, you, you know, they just don't feel they can do both. You know, you don't have a license to build new homes if your existing homes are not in the condition they need to be. Yeah. Are, are we? How much are we in the same boat? How much are we different? And, and uh, about what we're going to do over the next year? It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because a lot of people still discuss what housing associations are here to do. Mm. I'm very much of the opinion that we're here to service our customers first and make sure they've got the best homes, the best quality, the lowest cost of actually living in that home if we can do that. And that's the, that's what we're looking at. But I also think we're here to try and solve the housing crisis. I think we're probably, we are, as a, as a sector, the only purely focused organisations that are looking at solving the housing crisis. So I think we've got to find a way to balance both. And I know it's very difficult, but, and again, when we've got the financial scale and strength of platform, which we you know we are in a very good position, that we can, we can leverage our capacity to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the teams that look after our homes and, and look after our customers are really doing a great job, but I think we should be able to do both. And that's that's indicative of our pipeline. We are doing both, which is great. Um, 
And and do you can you th- see anything being different in the next year with regards to completions or or starts? You know, taking in all the the factors that everybody is is raving about. Uh, okay, it's going to be an interesting time, without doubt. You know, the interest rate rise is going to be impact people. Mortgage availability is going to impact people. Um, but as I said, you know, because we do shared ownership, affordable rent, social rent, people are always going to be looking to find a home with us, which is great. If I give you one caveat, the planning system is still massively flawed, mm. and you can you can get all your ducks in a row. You can buy the site, you can do investigations. But until you get planning and you get all your consent signed off, it's very difficult. And that's one of those crystal ball things. Is it getting better in planning? No, definitely not. It's not getting better. However, we factor in that into our viabilities and the time taken to get new homes constructed. But when you think that you talked about SMEs before, that you know, an SME, if they wanted to get into development now, they're going to be buying a piece of land worth, I don't know, say 10 million. And they're not going to be getting houses off that for two to three years. You know, that's... That's a lot of investment with very little return for a long time. So that stifles SMEs joining the sector, which is why we're very keen, as is Homes England, of working with SMEs to unlock that. And talking of Homes England, um, the announcement they gave pretty much at the start of conference um, this year was about, you know, that that shift of focus, but, you know, the increased focus on things like regeneration. Great, great timing, you know, a platform. We've just increased the the regeneration team, so they're ready to take on those projects. just break down, if you can, just how that's going to work. Is is the money that's available from Homes England for Regen now extra or part of what's already there? And, and is it about everything now or is it looking further into the future? Well, regeneration is classically difficult to do. It takes a long time to do. Mm. It takes a lot of land assembly. It takes a lot of community consultation, local authority engagement. It's very politically um, uh, focused. So you have to be very careful how you do that. Uh, the additionality from Homes England is great because previously you only got support if you were looking at regenerating a housing estate, for example. It's it's the, the new homes on top of what you already had, you got grant for, but not at the same level we're going to see in the future. Mm. So, yeah, you're right. We've got a great team in regen. We've sort of looked forward on this one. We started recruiting the regeneration team about three years ago, knowing that it's that is a big, big strategic priority for a lot of housing associations with mm. ageing stock. You know, we've got some of the most aged housing stock in the world in the UK, um, and we need to find ways to sort that out. And and in, in all honesty, quite often it's about looking at those high-density inner-city sites, which are challenging, take a lot longer to get to fruition. But it's again, it's like the asset. Do we do the retrofit of the build? It's also, do we do regeneration or new house building? We've got to do both. Yeah. In fact, we've got to do all those three things. And and with the help of Homes England on the regeneration side, it's going to be really, really good for housing associations. So, yeah, it's good to have a team that are focused on that now. Thanks very much, Garrett. Appreciate thank you, it. Rich. Take care, mate. So thank you to Geraint and thank you to you for listening. Keep an eye out for more episodes from the housing platform as we talk about all matters social housing. Till next time, see you soon.